You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Locked on Browns brought to you by the Locked on Podcast Network. Always free, whatever podcast platform is your preference. And we appreciate everybody for making Locked on Browns your first listen every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself, at Locked on Browns. Your Browns post-game show joined by Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith. Obviously not the outcome today. Uh, the Browns, whether it was Jadavian Clowney not being able to go today, whether it was numerous injuries, whether it was A.J. Green, whether it was Greedy Williams manning the quarterback uh, positions later in the game. Uh, you score 42 in the NFL, Pete. You've got to think you're going to pull a victory out. Um, some really, really good things today, even with the injuries, even with some guys leaving the field kind of feel like you kind of left one on the table here today. Well, I mean, I think the Browns had any number of opportunities to win this. Fourth and plays made, plays missed, all that stuff. Um, I think the thing that I come out of this game thinking is about those four, the the fourth quarter decisions on the last two drives Mm -hmm. offensively. In his presser, he just cited – the backup offensive tackles, but to throw on second and 10 and then run what was basically a give up draw on third and 10, you know, you had to go in all one way or all the other going in between was just a really bad idea. And then uh, after they scored, it's 47, 42, the, the three first three plays on that last drive when they had a minute 31 left, it took 40 seconds and it was lucky it only took that long. We're really bad. Um, it, you know, when, when Kareem Hunt uh, was stopped short and they were forced on third and one, they really, the, the next play call where, or, or whatever, the, maybe it was the decision, but getting that like cheap first down and still getting tackled in the field of play was really bad um, for their clock. Then they, you know, they complete the pass in a joke when all of a sudden they're going, um, it, it, they, they, they went to that Hail Mary thing for like four plays in a row or, or what amounted to yep. it. Um, one thing that stands out to me is the bronze receivers are really bad on deep passes. Um, but in, in general, I just, I, I thought the tactical decisions there were lacking. And I think, you know, as, as Stefanski sort of telling the media right now that, he, he wishes he had a couple of those decisions back. Um, you know, that that's sort of what stands out to me. You know, Beckham drop as frustrating that was. And the number of defensive top, uh, defensive opportunities to get off the field on fourth down and how many times they couldn't do it or third down or whatever it was. Um, certainly problematic. They had two massive coverage breakdowns um, that are just, just can't happen. Um, and, Obviously, there were a number of injuries on both sides of the ball, which are which are issues. But you know, when it comes down to it, they had an opportunity to win a big game on the road, and they came up short. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, and and I think the thing is, you know, it seemed like every time they tried to, I'm sorry, every time they got ahead, 
like it was like uh, you know okay you know all right well the defense will get this stop here um and then you know when the defense obviously was struggling which was understandable i mean the chargers offense was clicking today it was you know i mean realizing how you know undermanned you now were defensively it seemed like you were really asking a lot of these guys but offensively since we're here you know some of the really good of the day look pete this a day like this from david najoku doesn't surprise us this is a guy we've praised now in year five these are the type of abilities he has he can I, never to put him in the you know the onus of a gronk or a travis kelsey these are the types of ability he has um between he between the running game i think it was a really really important game for donovan people's jones for his confidence and you know you Yes, it's a loss, but I mean, these guys are going to walk away with this with knowing what they were capable, you know, what knowing what they did, knowing what they're capable of. Um, it still stings in a loss, but it goes to show you, and again, here as well, you know, Baker Mayfield, everybody wanting to leave him on the ro- you know, side of the road for dead. Um, look, maybe it just was a bad week against Minnesota. Maybe he can handle the tolerance of this injury, and it certainly looked like that today. Um, so yes, it is a loss. There's no way around it. Um, a game you probably should have won, maybe a couple of times should have won this game, but in the same respect, you know, you're walking out of there where you've now gotten some parts of your offense going that you needed to get going with DPJ, with David Najoku, um, Chubb phenomenal day, Kareem Hunt, you know, a little bit less activity from him today but nothing, you know, like a slight, you know, just a lesser, lesser of a workload, but still a, a really solid performance from him. So offensively, you're walking away from this feeling pretty good about yourself. Uh, well, I mean. The, the Other than play calling. Other than play calling. Well, I think the, the frustration with David Njoku is that this just doesn't happen more often. They targeted him seven times and he went for 140 some odd yards on the touchdown. Obviously one of those was a big, uh, he had had two sort of game breaking plays, but there are games where he just doesn't get targeted. Um, so that part is great in that he had such a, a successful game and frustrating that it doesn't happen on a more consistent basis. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones did some good things. Uh, you know, the running game was outstanding in a lot of um in a lot of facets of the game and they, they, they ran the ball right down their throats. Um, when, uh, when they had both those backup tackles in for one touchdown and unfortunately they couldn't sustain it, but the, the you know, the Browns had over 500 yards of total offense. Uh, they scored enough points to feel like they should have won. Uh, but there were also missed opportunities. They had to settle for a field, two field goals that, um, you know, you don't want to have to settle for. They settle for one in the first quarter when the Browns go right down the field, and then they have issues in the red zone and settle for three. Um, They settle for a field goal when they get the ball back uh, before the half, which was, was, you know, obviously getting a field goal is better than nothing uh, considering the circumstances, but they did have an opportunity to score points there or just come away with seven and, and didn't. So, I mean, those are sort of the... You know, if you're you're going, man, what 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 does the game look like that they could have come away with this? Obviously, that Beckham play on fourth and two, yep. where it looked like he could have run for a while after he caught it. Um, so yeah, I mean that stuff is incredibly frustrating. That 
you know, you, you score 42 points, you, you have over 500 yards of offense. Baker Mayfield uh, plays well after people are ready to sort of bury him again. And yet you're still sort of discouraged and frustrated with the, the missed opportunities that could have sealed this game away. I mean, they were up by 14 at one point and they, they, they couldn't hold on to it. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You know, frustrating, and this gets me to you know maybe where you left something on the field, Pete. Um, and maybe it doesn't show so much in a week like this because the Chargers are of the same, you know, like-mindedness, the same thinking of you know what if it's close, it's short, we're going for it. Um, but if you're going to go for all these fourth downs, you're certainly going to want a higher success rate if you're going to gamble like they are doing? I guess. I mean, to me, you're, you're playing Look, the numbers. Your kicker's hotter than the sun right now. There's, It's not a question of whether or not we're, you know, leave. It's not a question of can he make it. Some of these, you're ending up leaving three points on the field. Um, I guess. I mean, to me, I think Stefanski, in this case, made the correct calculation as he, he thought he was making last week thinking it was going to be a higher scoring affair than it was this week. It absolutely was sure. And made the decision that threes weren't going to be enough. He was right. Uh, unfortunately. Um, so I had, I never have a problem with them going forward on fourth down. Um, fortunately in this one, they, they did get the fourth and down fourth and one touchdown fourth and two. It was right there. They just didn't execute. I mean, that stuff is, is galling that you can't get, fourth and two to Odell Beckham. This is, you know, those are the plays you, 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 you pay him to make. Um, so I, I'm never going to argue with going forward on fourth down. The numbers certainly argue for it. The Browns have the talent to get it done and, and they aren't. And meanwhile, the chargers are sort of the glaring example of why you should keep going for it. And they were converting things like fourth and eight and fourth and 13 yep. and stuff like that. And you couldn't get off the field. So, um, it, it, are you going to find opportunities to sort of pick and shoot, you know, to, to single out situations where maybe the Browns would have been better off kicking field goals? Absolutely. Over the course of the season, what's the best answer? It's going to be go for it. Not only that, you're also telling your offense, uh, you know, they, you always believe they can go get it. And that's an attitude that I think is important for the locker room. That's an attitude just important to have on offense that you always feel like, you know, the, the, the coaching staff believes that you're going to go get it. I thought it was a huge play to get fourth and one, score that touchdown. Um, so to me, you know, I think it, it, it it's it's as much about your identity as a football team about going forward as much as it is the, the specific situation. So, you know, the, the fact that they didn't convert fourth and two, is one of those issues you go back and you're going to say, well, this may be the, a turning point in the game, but, but I would not change at all in terms of their approach to fourth down or going for it as often as they do, regardless of how good uh, Chase McLaughlin has been. He's been outstanding. Um, I'm sure Nicole would appreciate that you said that, Pete. Um, interesting enough, um, Baker Mayfield, 23-32, over 300 yards. Um, the two touchdown passes, no interceptions, only one sack. Pete, um, Baker's numbers rise. Only three targets to Odell Beckham Jr. I, I, I don't know how to, you know, and I don't want to start anything, but, you know, this goes back to where we thought and have always thought Baker Mayfield is 
the most successful is find the open man, throw it to the open man. It doesn't matter what jersey number he wears. Yes, I mean, look, it's frustrating because what what keeps happening is because the Browns um, aren't getting enough out of these other receivers, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is doing more helps, but the standard operating procedure is you can cover him with a corner and shade with a safety, and you're going to be able to take away a lot of what he does. Um, The fact that is part of what allowed them to create some of those home run plays that they had is that they were taking advantage of the fact that uh, the Chargers were trying to take away Odell Beckham. That's how they got the uh, easy touchdown to Richard Higgins. I think that helped in some of the Njoku big plays. Uh, So I absolutely think it's something that they need to get addressed. Um, You you look at teams like the Cincinnati Bengals where Joe Burrow and, and, you know, and Jamar Chase, they know exactly where the ball is going and they still can't seem to stop, seem to stop it. But um, if that's the amount of attention they're going to give Odell Beckham, then you have to make it count elsewhere today. They did other games. They have not, um, but you have to punish teams for making their decision. If they're going to take away uh, Odell Beckham, uh, then he has to make the opportunities count when he gets them. And you have to, do what is ultimately going to move the ball. In this case, you know, Odell Beckham was not a featured part of the offense and yet still uh, 42 points and 500 500 plus yards of offense. So that is certainly a frustrating element of what's going on, but it's certainly not the glaring issue that it looked like it was last week um, where they, they just couldn't connect. And a lot of that was on Baker Mayfield. In this case, you know, when, when the opportunity was there, he delivered. Uh, and unfortunately Beckham couldn't uh, convert the, the biggest one. Uh, you know, difficult in that instance. And, you know, look, I mean, having Baker, uh, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. Play a, you know, kind of like a hidden role. Um, you would have hoped for maybe a little bit more that fourth and two, that was crucial. It really was. There's no way around it, but I mean, Donovan people's Jones, David and Joku days that they needed, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, they just continue to do week in, week out uh, what they do. Baker Mayfield, look, um, it's an issue. In some weeks, it may be an issue. Obviously, this week, it was not an issue. Uh, so everybody ready to leave him again, dead and buried on the side of the road. We just need to chill with that because this is your team's quarterback. There's no way around it. Uh, he is the leader of this team, uh, you know, and 500 yards, uh, even to the point where he got back to a you know reserve left tackle, a reserve right tackle. Uh, we're going to get to the defense here. Um, obviously a lot to unpack there, a, maybe a questionable penalty in my opinion, but a little bit more coming here on your post game locked on Browns, your non victory Monday. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the games live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and we've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. 
And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV. Go to DirecTV Stream and you can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. DirecTV Stream. On the defensive side of the ball, Pete, um, we got to see extensive looks of A.J. Green, Greedy Williams. And I think for the most part, both players showed well. I'm going to start here, though. Pete, the pass interference, I mean, A.J. Green, look, I mean, you can't, when two players are going at it like those two players were going at it, if you throw a flag, you better be calling it both ways. I, I don't know exactly how. That flag is thrown, and it's a penalty on A.J. Green when Mike Williams was given it just as good, if not more, than he was getting it. Well, not only that, it's, it's, the, it's the fact that it was an arm punt and the Chargers were bailed out for it. Like, it, it just did not have a chance of being completed. It's uh, the old, hey, let me throw this up and let me pray I get a pass interference call. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, as the situation sort of dictated, you can't take a sack there. So, you know, if there's nothing else there, go ahead and throw it down the field. Um, You know, an interception doesn't hurt you. So hope for the best. And they were rewarded for it. A.J. Green was in the right position. Um, He was grabbed by Mike Williams, and they threw the flag and moved, you know, awarded him 33 yards on the play. Um, it was certainly a deflating penalty, and obviously the difference between the Browns getting the ball back 33 yards earlier, uh, or 33 yards the other way. Um, so I, yeah, I mean that it was it was obviously a, a huge swing in the game, and yeah, I mean that's it's it's just ridiculous. But AJ Green, Greedy Williams, uh, you know Greedy Williams. Look, there was an injury; he ended up playing the rest of the game while Denzel Ward left. Um, A.J. Green, this first extensive action. Pete, I thought these guys, they were gutty. They were gritty. And I think it's probably something you would expect from cornerbacks that are, you know, number three and four, uh, you know, on your team. Um, And then Austin Eckler, we talked about this, Pete. It's just an absolute pain in the ass type of player. And the just overall intelligence play late in the game of saying, well, no, 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 you're not going to do this. We are going to throw you in the end zone, which was the absolute right call. Uh, you know, you hope and you hope, you know, as you said, you know, the medical reports, hopefully they come back, you know, team friendly as you have the Arizona Cardinals next week. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to, you know, try to glaze over the fact that this team gave over, gave up 47 points. Um, but the the effort was there. I just think they kind of just got back in the, on their heels, you know, with Clowney out and everybody getting injured. Miles not really out there being 100% of Miles Garrett. Um, and again, it's not the pace of the last two weeks certainly was not sustainable. And sometimes the rubber meets the road. Yeah, just look, this is if the Browns win this game. All of these things are still true. Like it's, you know, yeah. if you know, Mayfield leaves a heroic drive down the field, it's still, they still give up 47 points. Um, that's, that's sort of the difficult part. And even if they do win, 
you know, they still leave offensive opportunities uh, in the game. So, I mean, there's, that's the deal. It's a bottom line business. So when it doesn't work, it looks bad. Um, and you're, you're looking at, you're trying to fix things, you know, not, not the least of which is, is a punter that continues to be underwhelming to say the least. And part of why, part of my frustration with Kevin Stefanski's late game decision-making was that you were in, invariably betting on Gillen not to be underwhelming and him letting you down again. So that's, that needs to end. That needs to end. Look, the love affair of, and look, I mean, I, I hate with everything that's going on to point to a punter, but uh, you know, where's the big leg? Where's all of this? Um, and it's great that he's social on media, social media, and he'll show up and have a beer with anybody. I, I just don't see the benefit uh, anymore of him essentially being the punter here. You could find anybody else to do the same thing. I, I, whatever. It's a small thing to pick on here, but it's not getting done punting wise. No, and it, it, it's frustrating because the fact is that that the Browns have never had competition for him, like ever. They just sort of bent. Nope, he's the punter, and they bring in a kicker every every three days to compete for the kicker sure. position. <laughs> so I mean, like you you have a massive bad situation the first game of the season, and since then you've gotten largely at best mixed results punting, and I would say underwhelming overall. He was pretty underwhelming last year, so I. Other than being cheap, I'm not sure what the draw is. No, I agree totally. Um, and it, one of the things, you know, and, you know, coming through, you know, you look at the stats here from the day, and this is normally not a good thing, Pete, when your top two tacklers are corners. Well, no. I mean, look, uh, to me, I think Anthony Walker struggled. I don't – I actually think they're worse off with him in there. I, I don't like Malcolm Smith – in the idea that he is not really built to sustain throughout the whole game. But if you're asking me who the Browns are better with on the field right now, it's, it's Malcolm Smith. Anthony Walker struggles in coverage. His His intelligence is not, his intelligence is one thing, but it is certainly overshadowed by the athleticism of the linebackers. Well, the, the, you know, and I don't know what Jeremiah Wusukoromoa's injury was, but he was not as effective as he has been in past games. Um, so that's been an issue. You know, the safeties did not play nearly as well as they have in past games. Um, and not having Clowney sort of exposed a major problem with the defense. Like, I, I've been trying to say that the Browns' defense is so highly predicated on Clowney and Miles Garrett controlling the line of scrimmage and forcing that bottleneck. That was not able to happen against the Chiefs nope. when he was in there. And then this game, when he's not in there, you you know, you saw Justin Herbert able to roll around pretty effortlessly. The games where the Browns have been really effective defensively, they've taken that ability away. And without him in there, you know, that was a really big challenge for the Browns. And they they lost contain in a number of situations and they had to cover more of the field than they have in other games. Just, uh, I mean, it, it kills you. It guts you um, because, you know, the offense obviously performed like it did today, you know, after an off week last week uh, and you just four downs, 400 yards passing um, things we talked about with Austin Eckler, just being an absolute pain in your butt. Uh, if you had had your entire defensive line rotation, you expect to hopefully get home 
a little bit more than he did today. Um, but Pete, now here we are in a situation where, you know, you're going against the Arizona Cardinals next week. You have concerns at Jadavian Clowney, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, and you're going against a much more on paper, better offense, more talented, tough spot to be in. And it, it kills you that you walked out of here on the wrong end of a 47 to 42 ball game. Yeah, I mean, look, you have the Arizona Cardinals at home next week. It, it's obviously been a long, you know, difficult two-game road trip, both in terms of results and injuries and just the physical toll. Um, you know, this this is the most difficult stretch of the Browns season, and this is showing you why. It, you know, it's it's never easy to go to the West Coast and play football in general. So you add all these other factors, and the Browns were ultimately – you know, well, short. So yeah, it was a major opportunity for them to get a huge win, go up to four and one, and you know, obviously have at least a share of first place in the AFC North. Um, the Bengals lost, the Steelers won. So you know, we'll see what what, what the deal with the, with the Ravens is. But now, uh, the, the 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 division has gotten closer, and ultimately the Browns have to take care of that first. But that's certainly makes a game like this difficult as we now have to wait and see about injury results and what that could possibly mean going forward. Uh, and, and it's brutal. Um, and everybody put you on your Indianapolis Colts hand uh, Colts uh, fans hats for tomorrow night and see what happens there um, where the Browns could now be one game out of the AFC North um, Bengals, Joe Burrow. That was some beautiful luck on their part for him not being seriously injured. The Steelers, um, if anything, maybe it kind of, you know, everybody who was trying to talk up the Denver Broncos, I think maybe we learned a little more about the Denver Broncos today. Uh, that offense is like about a four-day-old bagel, stale, stale, stale. You're going to get some other general thoughts here. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your postgame locked on Browns, your non-victory Monday. Did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited-time flavor, which happens to be this week, the cookie dough chunk. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they are certainly passionate about the favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar lineup by now, well, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everybody. If you haven't tried all the Bilt Bar flavors by now, you should get a mix box where you will get two of each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are the Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. Go to BillBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED, 15, for 15% off at BillBar.com. Pete, still some accolades, though. I mean, Nick Chubb in an absolute incredible day, which doesn't surprise anybody the caliber of player he is. Um, Kareem Hunt, again, another player. Absolute phenomenal day. Two touchdowns. Uh, his total yards, close to 100 yards. Again, David Njoku. This is capabilities that David has, and if he were on a lesser caliber team, maybe he'd be more featured. Donovan Peoples-Jones, this is – Look, whenever Jarvis Landry comes back, you need another layer here. And again, biggest, you know, physical, 
um, range of motion as far as is, you know, catching atmosphere. All of these things are there. Um, I guess kind of what we're concerned about here, Pete, you know, I mean, Jedrick Wills, we kind of really anticipated this day off coming because they there was no way he was going to make it to the bye. Now you have your thoughts about Jack Conklin. Um, so some good, some fingers crossed. And But look, at the end of the day, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Everybody's got guys that get injured. You just got to do the best you can, put together the best game plan you can week in, week out, and find a way. Normally, you do that and you score 42. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about winning going away. Sadly, just not the case today. Right. Look, I, to me, I, I thought the Browns were ultimately going to win this game even late. Um, they have this seeming grit and a mentality where they just don't lose. And every time the, the, the Chargers sort of punched, uh, the Browns were able to come back and, and you know, punch, punch, counter punch, punch back had the opportunity to come back, come and win this game, despite things not going well, including, you know, missing your top two, your, your, both your starting corners, missing Jadevian Clowney, having two backup tackles, you know, all these things that were wrong or bad or all these things. And you're still a good team that ultimately lost a close game to a good team on the road. Um, it all looks different if they are able to get one more stop or they come back and win that game. But it doesn't change the fact that the Browns are a good team that is still not done in, in sort of developing and evolving over the course of the season. And that they are going to uh, have any number of opportunities to come come out with victories in other games and, and should do quite well this year. Uh, for the moment now, it's, it's mitigating the injury situation uh, and seeing how they can sort of get through this. You've got a quarterback who's dealing with injury. You've got uh, your... You know, whatever's going to happen with these tackles, corners, uh, so on and so forth, you have to now get through that, find a way to compete and play against the, an undefeated Arizona Cardinals team that has not played great football on the road this year. So they, they, they will certainly have the another opportunity to get a big win. If they go out and beat beat Arizona next week, everybody will think they're, the Browns are great again. If, they, if not, then – you know, it's going to be just a nightmare scenario of people trying to tear this team apart if they, God forbid, they go three and three. And this was after, you know, this team tried to get torn apart after winning 14-7 last week against Minnesota Vikings. Um, look, nothing's changed as far as the expectations of this team, the aspirations of this team. Um, today, is it a tough one? Sure. We knew this team was going to lose games. There was no doubt about it. Um Again, you put up 42. You certainly don't think you're going to be on the wrong end. It is what it is. I mean, um, this is the modern-day version of the NFL where, you know, sometimes defense, as much as you'd like it to be, is just not going to be up with the offense. I think that example was today. Certainly injuries impacted that. Um, and I think you saw a little bit more of the Browns going a little bit more off coverage and trying to give up stuff underneath. But you have to do that when you start getting down to your reserves, punting reserves, and you just can't let play, you know, teams and score in a 70-yard play and just, you know, rinse and repeat. Uh, so for those who were, you know, upset about that, I get it. Um, offensively, look, if you're upset with the offensive performance today, I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, you drop, you know, 500 on somebody 
it speaks for itself, even with, you know, the uh, limitations this offense was under today. We didn't use Odell. Jarvis wasn't there. You were down to playing, you know, Hudson and obviously Blake Hans. Um, So it's – you try to find a positive in a win. There's certainly some positive to take away from this, but it certainly stings because at the end of the time, it was not a win. It was a loss. Um, and, you know, you, you, you wait on the word from the trainer. You wait on the word from the coaches. You wait on the words from the press conferences about the health of these players and, you know, how soon they can come back. Because I think one thing we learned about you know, this Browns team being as successful as they've shown early in 2021, it is about the depth and about, you know, it's about the fact that there are, you know, players everywhere. And if you need a player two off, sure, we can, you know, compensate for that. You need a week or two off. That's maybe where things maybe develop into a problem. Your non-victory Monday on Locked On Browns. Browns come up short, 47-42 in their trip to L.A. against the Chargers. Uh, it was great to see so many Browns fans in the crowd, and obviously I got a lot of uh, DMs today from people there, you know, Ryan Burns, whether it was uh, Stephen Thomas, uh, Mitchell Fink, a whole bunch of people obviously out in SoFi today enjoying up the atmosphere. Uh, so I hope you all had a blast and didn't really sour it too much, the fact that it did not go Cleveland's way. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest through SportsIllustrated.com. Pete and his team over there do an incredible job. All the written work. Uh, Pete and Nicole with the uh, – that's what um, – I'm sorry, the uh, For Pete's Sake podcast. Fantastic show. If you're not checking it out, please do. Uh, they just do a great rapport between Nicole and Pete. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore the show at Locked On Browns. Follow back account, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd DMs are open. Uh, anyway, you guys are looking to contact me. Don't want to go through social media. That's fine. You can do it that way as well. Uh, whatever podcasting platform you use lockdown Browns is always free as everybody knows. And we appreciate everybody for making lockdown Browns your first listen day in and day out Browns lose 47 42 in Los Angeles against the chargers. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.